It's What's the Point from 538. My name is Jody Avergan. As perhaps you know, we have a sports podcast here at 538. It's called Hot Takedown. And I thought this week I'd play a recent set of episodes that they did that I think will be interesting to listeners of this podcast. I won't say too much since you'll hear it and get the context. But basically, our science editor, Blythe Terrell, who you've heard in our little science podcast, Sparks, is looking for a new football team to root for. And this being 538, instead of just telling her what team to root for, we collected a ton of data and built an algorithm to help her do it. So this is what counts as an NFL preview here on What's the Point? A bit of classic 538 overthinking it. But it's really fun. Take a listen. Again, this is from Hot Takedown featuring the usual panelists, Neil Payne, Kate Fagan, and Chadwick Matlin talking to Blythe Terrell. This starts with Chad Matlin. All right, now on to the search for a new football team. 538's Blythe Terrell joined us. Hello, Blythe. Hello. Thanks for having me. So, Blythe, by day, you are a senior editor at 538. Sometimes by night, too. Yeah, what is she by night? Yeah, that's true. That's quite a setup. But on weekend days, indeed Sundays, you were once a St. Louis Rams fan. I was. And the St. Louis Rams are no longer. They are gone. R.I.P. They have decamped for Los Angeles. And so yeah. you are, as Kate said, a free agent. I am. And we should say they decamped in kind of the ugliest way possible, probably, or one of the ugliest ways. Yeah, it, it was kind of a burning bridges on the way out kind of a departure. Um, owner Stan Kroenke uh, is receiving no love whatsoever from the city of St. Louis. Uh, not that that was untrue before, but <laughs> it's much truer now. Uh, he said some things that people were pretty upset by and offended by about the city, and um, people took them quite personally. There's all kinds of great conspiracy theories, et cetera. And so, Blake, just give us a quick history with the team, your, one of your history with the team. Rather. Right, sure. So, um, yeah, so my family moved to St. Louis in uh, about 1988, which is after the St. Louis football Cardinals had already departed. Um, and the Rams arrived in 95. And so my mom right away was like, all right, this is great. She's a huge football fan. And she was like, okay, I'm doing it. Like, I'm getting the personal seat licenses. I'm getting the tickets. Um, she ended up having to get more expensive tickets than she actually wanted. So we ended up with, like, eighth row end zone seats um, and sat there for the next 20 years, essentially. Including the greatest show on turf, Greatest right? show on turf. I mean, I remember being extremely bummed out when Trent Green got hurt. And watching Kurt Warner come from Who's this stack- bum, Kurt right, Warner? stacking groceries on shelves in northern Iowa, <laughs> you know. And um, there he was with Marshall Falk and with uh, Isaac Bruce and all these great guys. And it was just like a really incredible experience. And we watched them win the Super Bowl and went to the, you know, the playoff games that we could. And it was just it was really incredible. So uh, they had some early success, which I'm sure helped in terms of like developing me as a fan. But, um, you know, my mom was, is very much a person who goes to the games and gets there pretty much on time, doesn't leave no matter what. I mean, you've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of garbage Rams teams over the years, and it's like we were there and we were cheering, and it just did not matter how pathetic they were. If they win two games, you know, we would be there. So we were pretty upset as a family, I think, to, to see them go. And it really was also like we had some people who sat in front of us for all those years, and like they watched us grow up. I mean, I was 12 when the Rams got there. My younger siblings were there, so even more adorable, cheering for their team with their mom. I mean, it was just like, it was our family's team. It was, it was what we, we, got, we gathered to do on Sundays. So, Blythe, you now live in New York. You mm-hmm. used to live in Boston. You ever lived in St. Louis for, for a while now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you, especially without some of the, a team to root you to, in St. Louis, to, to root you to a team, you are um, 
you're a free agent, you're, you're drifting. Mm-hmm. We all have some ideas about what you can maybe factor mm-hmm. into your search. And, and I know that you've contracted Neil's services <laughs> to, to help look for this new team. But I'm wondering what you yourself are, are prizing as you go about trying to find a team. Yeah, like if this is a real estate transaction, you're like, look, I need a balcony Mm-hmm. With you know, I, I, need, I can't have a tub. I have to have a stand-up shower. Like I, we need to know what <laughs> we are, are your property s- brothers. Yeah. Oh, what are your essentials excellent. here in your fandom that Neil needs to prioritize? Right. So, I would obviously like to- winning isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm willing to accept a, a team that has a lot of heart and fails frequently. That is totally fine. Um, I think you know I want a team that doesn't have garbage ownership. Uh, that would be good. Um, I don't want somebody, you know, who's just going to a team that's just going to be uprooted and shipped off someplace. Um, I don't that might be a little bit hard. So a commitment to, to the city. Yeah. Or, or, OK. I mean, a commitment to a city or just maybe a commitment to the city is a good way to put it. I don't know if you can quantify that or not. Um, but that is something that in my ideal um You've been burned once. Exactly. You want to make sure that this next investment doesn't end. I mean, then it's like a fool you twice situation. Right, right. So, you know, I I had to have nobody to blame but myself, and I don't want to end up in that situation. I want to be able to buy some gear and keep it for a few years, you know. Um, So that's important. I also, you know, one thing that matters to me is I'd love to to cheer for a team that, uh, with players that, you know, don't have a ton of history of sexual assault or domestic violence. Uh, That would be good. Um, obviously that, that's not necessarily the most important thing, but it is nice. It would be nice to have a team where you, you know, you had some people you could get behind both as players and as people. So Neil, uh, as you're thinking through this, it, it's gotta be difficult to try and quantify some of that. Or for example, um, you know, the, the chances that the, the team will at least make the playoffs is maybe something that's maybe a little more quantifiable. So I'm wondering how you are approaching this problem where, um, it's difficult to, especially without a, a, a database of, you know, players who've, let's say, committed um, serious violent acts. You know, that would be difficult, at, but maybe you can start to think about um, a coach's approach to, to the locker room or something. I don't know. Right. Uh, so on the point of violence against women and kind of just having a roster that doesn't get arrested a lot uh, for whatever reason, There, uh, we do have data on that. Our own Allison McCann actually did a story, um, I think our first year here at ESPN, she kind of painstakingly recorded mm-hmm. all of the domestic violence and, you know, kind of assault arrests that players had uh, and classified them. So I'm, I'm hoping to kind of tap into that resource and use that to quantify that particular factor. Um, so that one might be one of the easier ones in the sense of, you know, trying to put a number on things. But yeah, in some cases, you're going to have to use sort of proxy metrics instead of, uh, you know, kind of trying to get close to uh, measuring uh, mm-hmm. the, the kind of abstract idea of what, what we would ideally measure. And in some cases, you know, ESPN, the magazine every year, uh, has done this kind of survey uh, of fans and, and experts and stuff that they call the ultimate standings that they rank every team across a variety of factors, including like affordability of going to a game, yeah, you know, coaching, uh, leadership. 
uh, fan relations with, uh, you know, between the team and the fan base in terms Sounds of like promising. reaching out to them and, and hey, kind of, yeah, using technology to kind of interact with the fans. Ownership, that they have a category that describes basically honesty and loyalty to core players in the community, which Boom. sounds pretty, pretty pertinent to what we're talking about here. The likability of the players to the extent that you can kind of put a number on that. The stadium experience, the bang for the buck as a fan. And then uh, we even talked about Blythe doing um, something that I cooked up called the bandwagon index because you didn't want to be a bandwagon fan. <laughs> right. Uh, and so I kind of looked at sort of using the age of the team and its ELO rating, uh, which is our kind of power rating for football teams in the most recent season. Uh, and, and I even tested like things like, you know, how much did you invest in the draft in recent years? And that turned out not to be significant, but basically kind of projecting the team's wins over the next five seasons. And the bandwagon index is the teams that have the biggest difference between that and their wins over the preceding five years. So you don't want to maybe join up with a team like the Patriots, although you could, you know, depending on how these things shake out. And the important thing is, you know, after I've kind of put all of these numbers in, in the rankings and I've tapped into Paul Lucas's UniWatch uniform rankings. <laughs> I've add, I'm adding variables for like the proximity to us here in New York, but then also the proximity to St. Louis right. and uh, go with my mom. hometown and your mom. Uh, and things like tradition, you know, winning tradition for teams, uh, all of those things. We, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you to take a survey uh, <laughs> and, and kind of it's a paired matching algorithm where, <laughs> where, where you uh, basically it gives you two options and it asks you which of these is more important to you as a fan when determining which team to root for. And it does that a bunch of times and it infers a ranking of what are the most and least important factors of the mm-hmm. things that I have. And I'm going to use those as weights to weight each team in each category and the result will kind of spit out a, a master index weighted well, by what you think is most important uh, and, and how the teams kind of rank in each category. Well, okay, can I add, Neil, I don't know how we're going <laughs> to quantify this, but I have to add in. In yeah. hearing Blythe talk about her Rams fandom, it seemed like it was wholly evolved from the familial ties and the kind <laughs> of like like communication lifeline that sports feeds our families and our friends and those interactions. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Blythe. No, I think that's fair. So is there any way to then ascribe value to each NFL team? And I know this is going to be unique to one person as opposed to just like every Rams fan, but to which teams would provide some semblance of that for Blythe going forward? Because like obviously now she lives in New York, so there's got to be a higher value given to like the Giants or the Jets because now Mm -hmm. she's going to have a communication line open to probably a lot of her friends in the city or if wherever her family came from before St. Louis, maybe there's roots there where aunts and uncles root for that team. Like how do we incorporate her actual initial decision to love the Rams? Like we have to, we have to ground that in this decision as well, but I don't want to speak for you. Unfortunately, I think my, my grandparents side, they're, Buccaneers fans, which would be sort of a bummer. Oh, but, that's uh, interesting. Um, no, that, but that's inter- that is a really interesting question, Kate, because you're totally right on about how my fandom develops. So, Neil, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Well, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I can try to get at some of that with the proximity metrics, like mm-hmm. we mentioned, you know, proximity to New York and to St. Louis, and then kind of through this process of asking you through these questions, which are most important, kind of figuring out how much weight to put relative on on each one. And then also, you know, if we're thinking about like the factors that maybe we had talked about this briefly and I don't have something for this yet, but maybe we could cook up something of maybe you 
might judge as one of your factors like sticking it to the Rams. Maybe that like kind of the, <laughs> take the degree out? of rivalry with the Rams and you know certainly that would weight it toward um, NFC West teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, you also mentioned I when I put in I said I was going to put in a uniform factor. You said anything to push the Seahawks down. So maybe <laughs> that might not uh, you know there's something uh, at cross purposes there. But you know those are kind of the things that we can do. I, I don't know if we can kind of spark mm-hmm. like uh, what what creates that spark and that. Uh, that love for a team uh, when so, you kind of you know created organically. I don't know. Uh, some of this is trying to kind of almost algorithmize right. what does create that algorithmize love. Um, <laughs> Blake, one of the other things that you said was that being at the game was really a big part of your attachment to them. Now, I, it doesn't... Chad's just trying to get me to cheer for the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> it's more expensive to go to a Giants game, so you should be a Jets fan. <laughs> we do have bang for the buck I, I, and, and fair I will say and stadium experience. It does seem... I, I, it doesn't seem to me that you, that you probably are going to get your own personalized seat license for whatever the new team is, maybe <laughs> even if it's the Jets or the Giants. But I do wonder whether a pilgrimage to the stadium is going to be a part of your... Uh, your adoption process and mm-hmm. whether that should be factored in because some of these games are impossible to get a ticket to at anything less than 300 bucks, let's say, whereas others, for a bad team, for example, you know, there are some teams that can't have enough uh, tickets sold to the point where they got blackouts like in Jacksonville. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if... Yeah, but Blythe, if you become a Giants fan, you're going to have friends who have season tickets like the one person you're talking to right now and they will Ooh. gladly, in order to recruit a Giants <laughs> fan... Give you two tickets for the in-game experience if you <laughs> promise to like come aboard. Well, that's very interesting. We didn't take into account bribery. Yeah, right. I, I feel like I'm the only one being unbiased here in terms <laughs> of surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah, Neil. Well, what's also interesting though about the about the whole strategy? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different points people are raising that are really interesting. But because Neil is going to be putting these factors head to head, and I'm going to be just sort of clicking, you know, what what the first thing that comes to my mind, I could end up with weights that are totally different from what I thought I cared about. Which I right. think is also going to be really interesting to, to see too. You know, like what if it turns out that I have to be a Patriots fan, which you know we've also talked about would be would be a shame. But you know, <laughs> the it's data like, knows you better than you well, know yo, yourself. Exactly. Like is that is that what's going to happen? One question on this is, yeah, how binding do you want this to be right. when the algorithm spits out its final uh, answer? Is that kind of are you beholden to rooting for that team, or do you have kind of the uh, maybe one I'll veto. give you the listed. Mm-hmm. I can give you a listed ranking from one through thirty-two, and so maybe if you don't like number one, you'll just go down the list until you find one that. You you can feel personally comfortable with rooting for Oh, that's her. interesting. It doesn't we, quite seem we, fair. Yeah, or shouldn't she have like a captive veto number or something, right? <laughs> right. You only get, it's like a, a jury selection or something. You only get so many <laughs> right, uh, exemptions or whatever. Well, I think uh, I was thinking about this actually, like what I might do. And I was thinking I would commit to a season. Okay. And I would say, okay, you know, that the, the team that comes out of this is the team that I'm cheering for this season. N- the first team, no matter who it is. A season with the algorithm. Okay, that was from two weeks ago, and now Blythe is all set up. Now, before we get to the reveal of how the algorithm decided which team she'll be rooting for, a word from this week's sponsor. What's the Point is brought to you by Ring. There's a home burglary every 13 seconds in America. Every 13 seconds. Most happen in broad daylight with a burglar ringing your doorbell to make sure you're away before breaking in. 
the Ring video doorbell has been proven to stop burglaries before they happen by allowing you to see and speak to anyone approaching your door using your smartphone. And now there's the Ring of Security Kit, which includes a Ring video doorbell, a Ring stick-up cam, a wireless weatherproof HD camera that all combined can help you keep an eye on your entire home and property right from your phone. And a video doorbell isn't just about security. It's very useful. You can see when a package is being delivered or let's say you're Blythe Terrell and the owner of the Rams is knocking on your door to ask for your forgiveness for moving the team. But you don't want to talk to that guy, right? It's too late. Well, with Ring, you can see exactly who it is that's knocking on your door. For a limited time, listeners to this podcast get $50 off the Ring of Security Kit when you go to ring.com slash point. Join the hundreds of others who protect their home with Ring. Get a video doorbell, ring.com slash point. That's ring.com slash point for $50 off. Now, back to part two of the Hot Takedown Pick a Team for Blythe special. This clip starts with Neil Payne explaining how he went about tackling this challenge. Once we decided we were going to do it according to the data, uh, it kind of came down to figuring out, first of all, what are the factors that we should consider in becoming a fan of a team and putting a number on those, and then figuring out also how important those are to Blythe Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, knowing how much weight to put on each particular category. So what I did was, first of all, I cooked up a 0 to 100 rating for each team in 16 different categories that ranged from the coach, the stadium experience, and and some of these, a little less than half of these are taken from ESPN the magazines, what they call the ultimate standings, which is where they try to kind of also do a, a similar exercise to figure out, like, you know, which teams give you sort of the best bang for your buck and are most pleasant to be a fan of. So uh, a lot of overlap with our exercise here. So I took some of the data from that. Also cooked up some of my own data points, including the bandwagon index, which is trying to figure out which teams have the highest odds of their next five years being better than their previous five years. And uh, we also uh, use data on player suspensions and uh, specifically, you know, giving extra weight to ones that came for violence against women because we don't want, you know, to, to ha- credit a team for having people that, you know, kind of are, are not of high character, especially in that particular regard. So when once I already ha- I had all of that down, I asked Blythe to go to there's, – there's a website we used called allourideas.org, which allows you to kind of create a survey with a bunch of options and then pick uh, just a continuous series of which one of these do you think is more important uh, in your fan experience, uh, player likability or ownership, future wins or tradition. And, and, and after Blythe, how many uh, votes did you cast? Oh, uh, like 3,300, I think. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be completed. Yes. About this. Yes. Yeah, seriously. You clicked 3,300? 30, yeah. You, you guys, I'm not messing around. It tracks the number. Times. Yeah, it tracks is, the number. For something so serious, I didn't want... There was enough want... variation in the questions? 3,300 times? No, I mean, you, you. they give you the same questions over and over again, but also sometimes... You know, you're, you're. You'll get different combinations. Yeah, have you just been taking the survey since the last time we spoke to you. <laughs> yes, I have not showered. Okay, <laughs> so 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 Neil, I think we should fast forward to the winners now that we well, know. Well, first made. we oh, should sorry. say what the most important categories were. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know if you have uh, heard these yet, Blythe. Right. I glanced. Oh, you, glanced. you didn't know because okay. yeah. it was intuiting from it the It kind questions. of intuits from your answers exactly. of these two things okay. to pick from. So number one was player behavior, which is the suspensions with the domestic violence um, uh demerit on top of them that one got about twice as much weight as the average category then ownership 
Big surprise for the yeah. uh, Rams <laughs> Rams Take fan. Take that, Stan Kroenke. Yes, that one got about 1.9 times as much weight. Uh, player likability and effort on the field uh, got 1.7 weight compared to the average uh, factor. And then future wins, which is projected wins over the next five seasons, got 1.6 weight. So those were the uh, far and away the four most important factors. But then also came bandwagon factor, tradition, bang for the buck, okay. fan relations, and so Wait. forth. Okay. I just want to know if we valued, like, proximity, geographic location. Yes, there were categories for... like, the really most important There were. So uh, there was a category for fan relations, which described courtesy by the players, coaches, and front offices toward the fans with an emphasis on how they use the Internet to reach out to fans. I also had factors for proximity to New York City, proximity to Blythe's hometown of St. Louis, Mm -hmm. uniform design from our friend Paul Lucas at UniWatch. I had a category for stadium experience, small (laughs) market. uh, (laughs) Okay, yeah. Yeah. So many factors Neil, were considered. You're filibustering. So you were what are the top five? <laughs> okay. So coming in, first of all, for you, Kate, at number 17, the New York Giants. That's because of Josh Brown. Josh That's Brown did Josh not Brown. help them, but they also Ooh. scored lower on player likability, future wins. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, you know, bang what for the buck. about proximity? That should have been weighted like proximity five times was, anything Proximity was rated very highly, but remember, they're not very proximate to St. Louis either. And so those so two were kind of So you're saying the Jets beat the Giants. Uh, no, they're... the Jets were actually much lower, <laughs> coming in at number 30. Oh, um, sorry, Jets. Yeah, okay. so... I will not be going to games with either of you this year, yes. I guess. That's sorry. Yeah, you lost out on those free tickets from Kate, those uh, tickets. I know. Start How over. heavily did, did that get weighted, Neil, the free ticket offer? Uh, well, you know, uh, we, we didn't have sufficient uh, sample 17? size for that. <laughs> that so, really I'm amazing. logging off. All right. <laughs> so at number five... Uh, we could get drum like roll. a drum roll. Yeah, jokes. Do that drum no, roll. Right. Did you? <laughs> the, uh, coming in at number five were the Buffalo Bills. They oh. uh, they rated above average in uh, all of the categories that you found most important, but they didn't rate as great in any of them. And so they kind of get that solid fifth ranking, but but uh, can't really break through that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, at number four, we have the New England Patriots. Oh, that was close, you guys. That's too yes. close. <laughs> yes, it was a little too close. Was that your biggest fear? That My you biggest would have fear to be is a, the have Patriots. To be a Patriots. Yeah. So obviously their bandwagon uh, rating was zero uh, out of 100. They were the most bandwagony team possible. Womp but they womp. actually uh, scored pretty high on low rates of uh, suspensions for the players. Uh, you know, <laughs> pretty good. Belichick runs a tight ship. Just go to jail? The <laughs> owner- <laughs> wow, Kate. The well, owner- I'm, just, I'm throwing murder people. shade. I'm throwing shade. The, the ownership was rated uh, above average. They also had likable players, according to this. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, f- uh, high future wins index. Okay. So at number three, the Kansas City Chiefs, oh, which was a team too. that I thought would actually be, um, might be your number one contender. How, so um, your husband is from Kansas City, so yeah. he roots for the Chiefs. Would mm-hmm. you be willing to join him, or were you looking for a little bit of oppositional uh, force? Because yeah. that can be an issue. It can, you know, well, you know, it's kind of, so it's interesting because my husband and I actually have no teams in common at all. So I kind of enjoy the tension in the household a little bit. It's like, oh, Cardinals, Royals, Kansas, Missouri. We have this, you know, this state thing happening already. So uh, I wouldn't have minded cheering for the Chiefs, but I also don't mind that the number one is going to be somebody different. Okay. Yeah, and the Chiefs, uh, unfortunately, they're, uh, they pro- might have contended for number one if it weren't for the uh, suspensions and, and violence ah. category where they were below average in that. Um, at number two, 
We have the Pittsburgh Steelers, oh. uh, proud franchise. which was a proud franchise. <laughs> you actually rated tradition higher than I thought you would, and probably yeah. higher than maybe you thought you would, because you that was your uh, sixth most important category, which oh, I didn't get the sense from you when we were talking beforehand that you would have rated um, team tradition that high. So, but the Steelers rate high in that category, But Roethlisberger... Yeah. So, of course, I... Uh, if if I could alternate the methodology, perhaps I would have put more weight on the the profile high profileness of the uh, players. As it is, I just had counts of, okay. of weight things. it by approximate value. I know, right? I should have weighted by approximate on. value. Like if a kicker was the uh, one that right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly that okay. So so before we get to number one, yes. I believe we have. Oh, an well, actual... you guys should guess uh, oh, also. Who do yeah, you think okay. so is Los number Angeles one? Rams. Oh my god! <laughs> ownership. Um, is ownership. It, is it the? Is it the it can't be the Cowboys. I mean, I have a, I Because like... I'm thinking about that tradition thing, right? And yeah. So, so Blythe, go ahead. Well, the Saints. My suspicion is that it's <laughs> going to be the Packers because of ownership mm. and tra- tradition, possibly yeah. also. Yeah. Um, that's my guess. Likeability of players. Right. Yeah. Chad, what's your guess? The Packers is a very good one. The bandwagon thing is what's playing into my mind about the Packers. The Packers are already good. Right. And they're not going to get Yeah, so, that so that's, that's low, yeah. suggesting. An, Thinking around the league, the Bengals? No. The, I'm thinking the Seahawks. The we haven't talked about the Seahawks. So I think the Seahawks ranked seventh. Okay. Whew, that's another one, you guys. Right, so that's, that's, that's another relief. All right, Kate, any last guesses before we do the drum roll? I can't. The 49ers? Oh, oh. interesting. The, the bandwagon index would be very high given how much they've cratered and did you factor in yes. anthem anthem protests? Uh-huh. Well, uh, all right. So so let's 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 do that drum roll. Okay. Drum roll, please, for the number one. Give me the envelope. I'll blow in it. And the winner is the Green Bay Packers. You guys know the Packers. The Packers rated really high in a low number of player suspensions. They were number one in ownership with 100 out of 100. They were 97 out of 100 in player likability. Wow. 77 out of 100 in future wins. Their bandwagon factor was low. It was 6 out of 100, but they had the number one tradition rating. The, uh, they were 81 out of 100 in terms of bang for the buck if you want to actually go to a Packer game. I would not mind. At Lambeau Field, their fan relations were 100 out of 100. Their proximity to New York was only 52 out of 100, but their proximity to st louis was 84 out of 100 they also had 94 out of 100 in affordability 100 out of 100 in small market which you rated higher as as a preference above big market even though it wasn't a big preference 100 out of 100 stadium experience high coaching 81 out of 100 and even a 94 out of 100 (laughs) uniform so the green bay packers are your team for the 2016 nfl season i'll take it thank you very much neil (laughs) i'm so glad you were here to solve this mystery uh well we'll see how Am I willing to root for the Packers? Yeah, I'll definitely root for the Packers. I feel like as I was going through the survey and as we were talking about it, I mean, the Packers were on my mind a little bit, not intentionally, but I was just thinking, I was trying to think of the teams that I thought were best at the things I cared about. And that was the team that kept popping into my head without having looked at the data. So it's very interesting that that's what they ended up being. You knew, you kind of intuited what the data would say. It was in your heart along. Oh. I'm excited for yeah. the next time you're at a cocktail party and somebody's like, well, who's your football team? And you're like, the Packers. And they're like, how did that happen? Like, oh, how much time you you're got? Like, yeah. Because <laughs> do I have a 3,300-click survey for you? Uh, all right. right. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Neil. Sure. This is 
this has been a really satisfied fun customer. Of That's course, right. and uh, sorry, uh, Kate. Recommend to all your friends. Right. <laughs> we will. Well, we will be uh, uh, posting an uh, uh, kind of an accompanying article uh, right. about your experience on Thursday. I think it is. And uh, in conjunction with that, I'll be putting the scores of the teams up on GitHub, and uh, I'll put out a link to uh, other people who want to kind of reconstruct their own People's survey their using own. the Love same it. method. Love it. Awesome. Sounds All right. Cool. Blythe, glad we, could, glad we could solve this for you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for letting me on the show, everybody. I appreciate it. Hot takedown <laughs> saves Bye, another Blythe. fan. Bye, Kate. There you go. And yes, there is lots more, as you heard Neil say, including the raw data on our website, 538.com slash podcasts. Thanks to the Hot Takedown team for letting me run that here in this feed. That was really fun. And of course, if you don't subscribe to that show and you like Statsy Sports stuff, go ahead and check it out. What's the Points editor is Chadwick Matlin. Tony Chow and Jorge Estrada are in the control room. Our music is by Rishikesh Hirway, host of the Song Exploder podcast. You can download the theme music to this show on our website. My name is Jody Avergan. You can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, or email me podcasts at 538.com with any ideas or comments about the show. You can subscribe to What's the Point in iTunes, the Google Play Store, or the new ESPN app by clicking on the Listen tab. Wherever you subscribe, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help others discover the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.